Your journey of grief can be so lonely because nobody feels it just like you do. Every relationship is unique and though others can be sad with you, they don't feel exactly what you do. So that means you have to walk it out and no one can do it for you. However, the support of family and friends and other grief resources is invaluable. But how do you find the resources and which ones are best for you? And how do you know it'll help? Last week, today, and next week, we'll talk about the many different kinds of support from family and friends to seeking out counseling and which are needed when. Today's focus is on grief support groups. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the what? Nope, not the couch this week. (laughs) Maybe your happy place is different. Maybe it's sitting on a porch or sitting in a recliner. You know, the kind that rocks back and forth just a little bit. Wherever you need to be to be comfortable, head there. You know, this journey of grief can be incredibly isolating because no one really gets what you're going through, so you feel alone. No one can make things better for you, so it's a journey you must walk alone. But it doesn't mean that people can't walk alongside of you and help you know which side is up in those hard moments. And that leads me to the verse for the week, which is one that I said last week, but it's, it's good stuff. So I'm going to say it again. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 16, 24. That's what somebody who walks alongside of you during grief can provide. They can provide those kind words in the moments that you need it most. And that is God. And that's why it's so important to have someone alongside of you. Last week, we talked about creating your healing circle of family and friends, AKA family. (laughs) So who did you think about and who did you decide on? Most importantly, did you contact them and tell them what would be helpful to you? If you thought about it and decided on the person but did not act, it's okay. But why didn't you? If it's something as simple as procrastination, then just use this week to act on it. I'm telling you, this is not meant to bring more stress. And I know that in the beginning, and for me, the beginning was like two years, everything you were asked to do, even when it's helpful, is just another thing on the list of overwhelm. I resented a lot of things I was asked to do by friends 
like when Trish told me to get myself together and meet her at Chico's. I resented it going to take a shower on the way there, walking into the restaurant. I resented it until I walked out. But it showed me that while the push to do is hard, it helps in the long run. It is a part of that healing. Now, if you don't have those people in your life or if you just don't want to ask for that kind of help, that's okay too because there are other options and resources. Today, I had planned to talk about groups, coaching, and counseling, but I've decided to keep the discussion to groups only because I want to spend a little extra time focusing on what to look for and what to be careful about. When I was finishing up my master's in public health and I was focused on finding grief resources in the community, I did that primarily for me, <laughs> honestly, but I also wanted other people who were going through the same thing I was to have something. So I created a resource for the hospital to use of groups and counseling and coaching and all those things. There was even talk of a community grief resource center. So I'm going to have to go on a, like a minute tangent here because I want you to picture this with me. What if you had a place like what I'm going to share, where you could just go get coffee, sit on a couch or a recliner with a fellow traveler who gets it? So this grief resource center was going to be a physical place where you'd walk in the door and it would be this warm environment with a menu of grief support services to choose from, like groups, faith-based and non-faith-based, groups for widows, those who lost a child, very specific groups. There'd also be coaching and counseling, massage therapy, chaplain, a chapel. It would be the ultimate place of comfort, I think. The problem, of course, was money. <laughs> so we had a lot of support for the idea, but we didn't have the financial backing. The idea is still incredible, but it's been moved to my and other people's bucket lists. But you know what? Even without such a center, there are resources available for you. Not all of them are easy to find, but with changes in technology and the virtual services being more normalized since COVID, there's a place for you to find support and help and the push you may need when you're ready. The groups we'll talk about are in-person and online groups. In-person groups include faith-based and non-faith-based. So the best place to start, based on my experience, is to Google Grief Share. Two words, Grief Share. This is an in-person, faith-based grief group, and the meetings are usually held in churches or homes, anywhere where it's going to be comfortable for people to come. When you Google that, Grief Share, they'll ask for your zip code to locate those that are closest to you. The page is going to have the location, It'll have the contact name, the email, phone numbers, things like that. Some are meeting online, but that's going to be listed as well. And this is the group I attended when I was unable to speak, <laughs> as I shared in a previous episode. But you will meet people there that are right where you are in the journey. And that helps so much. If faith-based is not what you're looking for, then you can still do what I just said, contact the grief share person listed, and then just ask them for other types of groups in the community. They're usually connected enough to at least point you in the right direction. 
Another way to find local in-person groups is to contact your community's hospice service. Hospice usually has a list and can connect you to the right one. And beyond groups, hospice may also hold some events and they did before COVID. I don't know what they're doing now, but events like making memory bears for children, journaling groups, and others. Now, Trish went with me to one of these events where we painted rocks. <laughs> I don't remember all the details because it's been a while, but I remember painting words that had meaning to Monica on it. So, of course, I painted faith and courage. So not all groups, not all events are going to appeal to you, but just the act of searching them out, that's a good thing. Whatever in-person group you choose, <laughs> your first meeting is going to be the hardest one to make yourself go to. The anxiety will start growing a couple days before, and by the day of, you'll be trying to find a plausible excuse to email the leader as to why you can't make it. Don't do that. So when you first start talking yourself out of going, remember what I shared about my first grief group experience. In my eyes, it was disastrous and embarrassing, but in the end, it got better. And my experience was used to encourage in later groups. Okay, the second group is the online groups. Most groups online are Facebook groups. They kind of start this whole thing and have the market on it, but they have the process is streamlined in terms of forming a group, membership, posting, and the live events. You can search Facebook groups and search for exactly what you're looking for. There are so many different kinds of groups, and some are very specific, such as for widows, widowers, parents of those who died from an overdose. There are groups for people who have lost their parents, and now there are groups for those dealing with loss from COVID-19. I love that these communities bring people together who can understand the language of grief and support each other while offering hope. Sharing our experience is sometimes the very thing that helps another person get through the day. What I want you to look out for when going to a group or finding one online is while you are walking through the hardest moments of your life, you become more vulnerable. So it's important, it's so important not to make big or life decisions like moving or spending large amounts of money, starting a new relationship, selling a house for no less than six months, but preferably a year. Because sometimes people go into these groups looking for those who are vulnerable. I hate it, I don't understand it, but it is a fact. With the in-person groups, it's a little bit safer because leadership will watch out for those things. But in the online space, it becomes more important to watch out for anybody who may be trying to take advantage of you. So never share any personal or financial information with anyone in these groups. I'm not a huge fan of social media, but after trying to find another way to form a group, I did also create a Facebook group called the Grief Group for Christian Women. It opened last week and we have members in it now. And as it grows, people will be able to, to share more with other people and have more relatable experiences. I created it for us to come together, to lift each other up, to walk through the hard moments and to always remind each other of the power of God and his word. 
There are a lot of groups that are open to everybody. So the focus isn't always on God. And to me, without God, I don't know how people get through this. So the grief group for Christian women is specific to women and Christians. We're all in different places in our journeys, and that's what makes the group deeper and fuller, hope-filled. And we're there to help each other find purpose after loss. And I also want to congratulate, woohoo, I wish I had confetti, our first brave member, <laughs> Julie, who won the Amazon card. Very happy for her, and I'm glad she's a part of the group. So speaking about safety, if you try to join the grief group for Christian women, you're going to be asked a couple of questions, including if you agree to the rules. It's important that you look over the rules and then agree. If you agree, if you don't agree, it's not an issue. But if you don't agree to the rules, I have to decline your request. I'm really sorry in advance, but even though the group is new, I already feel very protective over the women in it. And I need everyone to be on the same page as to how we're going to interact. Lastly, how do you know which type of help to seek out? I think always, always reach out to those you can count on, your friends or your family, those who add to your life and support you through these things. Don't reach out to the people who are generally negative or make everything about them. After Monica died, I thought I was going crazy. So the idea of seeking out a counselor was not off the table. I just didn't have the energy to look for one. But I was blessed that April Ico and Trish had been a part of the last six months of Monica's life. They were there for Monica and for me and were on call 24-7. That's not an exaggeration. So being part of the journey became very natural for them to be in touch with me. So I didn't have to seek them out. But Ernie, now she would have been involved as much as the others, but she was unable to get out of bed for much of that time. And that story is going to come later when she's on the podcast. But I did go to her after Monica died and was able to help her physically while she helped me spiritually. Beyond my peeps, I had such a fear of losing my mind because I had never felt a non-physical pain like that. So I did seek out the in-person faith-based group, Grief Share, because I think I needed to be around others who were hurting as much as I was. Now, if these aren't options for you for whatever reason, don't lose heart because we're going to talk about coaching and counseling next time. Within every level of support you seek out, you're going to get feedback on if you need more support. With my friends, it, it was suggested to me <laughs> to look for grief groups. So apparently they saw something. And in the grief group, the leaders had seen someone as distraught as I and others were. But they never suggested to me to seek out more formalized counseling while they did suggest it to others. So to me, that says, after doing this kind of work, they saw something in them that was a red flag. I'm going to share a couple with you now, or a few with you, um, and there's, there's more, and we will talk more about that in an upcoming episode. But if you've suffered multiple losses in a short amount of time, if there's been no change, I mean no change over the course of a year, if you think more about death than life, and you can't find anything to get out of bed for, if you can't talk about your loved one at all, 
if you have excessive anger or any self-destructive behavior, I would say seek out help. And again, we're going to have an episode specifically on this coming up. As a recap, there is a lot of help if you're grieving. I mean, from books, which could be you read them, a Kindle, an audiobook, to videos, online support, family, friends, groups, coaching and counseling. There's help out there for you if you're willing to seek it out. We've covered family and friends or family support and also groups. Next week, we're going to talk about coaching and counseling. And I hope that sharing some of these options has helped you know that you don't have to do this alone and can help point you in the right direction. I want to talk about the song of the week. It's called Love Has a Name by Jesus Culture. Y'all, you need to hear this one. And if you know it at all, sing with it. I'm going to share some of the lyrics because they are so good. Basically, it's saying it's all about Jesus. Love has a name. It's Jesus. There's a space in every beating heart. There's a longing that reaches past stars. There's an answer to every question mark. And there's a hope flowing through these veins. There's a voice that echoes through the pain and ember ready for the flame. If we fix our eyes on the one who overcame. Joy has a name. Laughter that wipes away tears. All that has a name and it's Jesus. The link, again, it's Love Has a Name by Jesus Culture. The link to all these things are in the show notes below. So your journey works are same as last week. So if you did any of it, yay, it's a week off. If you didn't, it's time. Make a decision to seek out some form of support and act on it this week. It's not a requirement of your journey, but I promise it'll help from the day-to-day living to sorting out some of the most confusing and overwhelming parts. Your choices include in-person and online groups, friends, and family. Next week is going to include coaching and counseling. Number two, the easiest way if you're unsure and still want to kind of hang back and stay more private is just come join our Facebook group. It's the grief group for Christian women. You can also go to the website and on the menu, just click on family community. It'll take you to the same place. But guys, I'm really excited about this group, and I'm so thankful for the brave souls that came during the first week. You won't be first now, so come and join us. There's already such special women in there. So don't wait. Join us now. Be a part of this beautiful group, and let's take God at his word. Let's watch as beauty will rise from ashes. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over but a great day is something you can get to.